Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Come along, it's amateur hour where your story becomes ours. Join me as I sit and talk and making changes to feeling stuck. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Amateur Hour podcast. I am yours truly, Denise Kim. If this is your first time here, this is the Amateur Hour podcast with me. You may know me from Secret Number, from TikTok as the Gyaru Girl, apparently, and also just all around on social media. Mostly, though, I am a singer, even though people do tend to get confused. But I do my dancey dance. I do my little my little thingies. So overall, hi, if you didn't know, I'm Denise. <laughs> Last time on, we had Junie, and that was absolutely amazing for our first episode. It was such an honor to be able to have him on. I was so grateful to him. We had such good conversation. If you guys have more people you would like to have on the podcast, please let me know, and we will try to make it happen. But, you know, like we always say here, nobody has it all figured out but we can certainly try. Every other week, we will be having a guest on this show. And every the weeks that I don't have a guest, y'all will just hear me ramble and blabber on about me <laughs> and my life and also what's just going on in the world and other topics. If you guys have things you want me to talk about, then please hit me up on social media. I will be checking and seeing if there's anything that y'all are curious about. All my social media handles, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Spotify are at Denise Kim Says and my YouTube and SoundCloud are at Denise Kim Sings. But if you guys have been enjoying this podcast so far in the short time we've been together, be sure to leave a five-star review and also subscribe to this podcast on whatever streaming platform you love most so that others can also find this podcast and join the community as well. So funny story, actually. I have been really, really just not in the mood to go outside or use my legs for the purpose they were given for recently, which is walking and moving. So if you have been to Seoul or you know about Seoul, you know that the delivery service here is absolutely ridiculous. You literally don't have to leave your house for anything. When I say anything, I mean anything. You can get everything at your door within maybe like 20 minutes. So I ordered food and I just Wanted, to be honest, some vegetables, which is actually weirdly expensive in Korea. So I got a salad and then a risotto. I needed to cap off the amount because you needed to order a certain amount in order to get the delivery. But I ordered it. I got it. They gave me so much, though. I don't know what it was. I don't know why they gave me so much. I don't know if they saw me and they're like, ooh, she need to eat. But they gave me a steak, a whole steak. And garlic bread. And also, I have a thing to say about this. This is a vendetta I have. Why is garlic bread in Korea sweet? Real question. I make my own garlic bread for the most part because garlic bread in Korea is sweet. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes I will eat it. But for the most part, garlic bread should be salty and crispy and crunchy and soft on the inside. That is all I have to say on that topic. But the fact that they gave me that much, I was sitting there in my studio right where I am now, just having a whole feast. And I looked like I was so pretentious. <laughs> Because I was sitting there in sweats, no makeup, just chilling. And then I just had a whole 
full course meal in front of me. Appetizer, dessert, everything, because apparently garlic bread is sweet. So I'm gonna put that in as dessert. It was just an interesting moment for me because I don't eat that much, to be honest. Like food quantity wise, I just kind of tap out pretty fast. But they gave me all of that. I ate my mouth and then I had to sit there and I had to clean up all of it because if you don't know in Korea, you have to do food waste separately. And that ish smells so bad. I don't know what it is, but you mix any foods together and they will all smell the same and they smell awful, literally. And not only that, but it's raining outside. So if you can just imagine that, just take a whiff of it. I just didn't want that. But the food was good. I am very grateful that they gave me that because a girl needed some protein. So I had that steak, but that steak was well done. And I like my steak medium rare. <laughs> These are very much first world problems for a Texan because, you know, I'm from Texas. We take our grill very seriously. And, you know, when meat rests, you know that it's going to cook more. So just leave it bloody and give it a couple minutes. So that was my personal event that I'm really not a picky eater, though. Are you guys a picky eater? Like, I want to know. So tell me if you guys have any personal vendettas on things that you don't like. I, I'm not a huge fan of sweet garlic bread or well-done steak. I don't like olives. I really want to try to like olives. I don't like raw tomatoes. Or is there any food that you have that you've seen that you think should not have been birthed on the earth? For example, I saw there was Velveeta coffee or a Velveeta latte. We're talking Velveeta, like the cheese that people use for cheap queso, the block, the one that is most definitely not good for you. You know, it's nothing should be that yellow that goes into your body. But yeah, Velveeta latte, I've heard of that. And I don't know why I have questions. But and I've also seen people putting ice cream, like soft serve ice cream and in, in ramen here in Korea, like ramen, like cup noodles. And I've I have major questions. Is there anything that you guys have seen that's like this? Because it can't just be me, right? Am I just on the wrong side of the internet? I'm genuinely curious. So please let me know. So for today's guest, if you guys don't know her already, if you haven't been on my social medias, which is at Denise Kim says all across the board, I have a wonderful, wonderful dear friend here today. And her name is Miss Daisy Yu. She is a former member of the K-pop girl group Momoland, but she is no longer as I am as well. Not from that group, but you know what I mean. But her and I met, I would say about three years ago. And since then, we have been really close. We've been really great friends. She's been really great as a person, in a way, almost a mentor, because the things that I went through, she had gone through a very similar situation. And she really helped guide me through a lot of it and also just be a rock when I needed one. Because no one could really understand the situation I was going through, except for I would say maybe her to an extent, because we did grow up in the same field and we both started at similar ages and we were doing the same things and we had the same issues. The first day we met, actually, we talked about that. And from there, our relationship just grew deeper. And she's just a really special person to me. And I really admire her as a friend and as a technical, I guess, Onni. And if you don't know what Onni means, it means an older sister in a way that's not your sister. It's an honorific in Korean, but I do see her in that way and I have, I highly respect and regard her. So let's welcome her in. So if Crocs wants to sponsor you. Hi. Hey Crocs. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> what, what Crocs do you want now? Oh, 
she's thinking about it i have like a white pair and a purple pair and i feel like i could use like a black <gasps> with the this like the stompers yeah for your grass stomp, stomping all over the place for your grass grippers mm-hmm. it's croc o'clock it's croc o'clock i'm screaming daisy's love for crocs is on par with mine for converse and doc martens but i feel that daisy's is a lot more publicized <laughs> You have to get it out there. <laughs> yeah, because for Crocs to comment on your thing, like, what am I doing wrong? Oh, my gosh. So how have you been recently? What's been up for you? Please let the people know. Well, actually, like very recently, I've been sick for a little bit. Guys, do not catch a cold in the summer. It is not fun. It is the worst. So please stay hydrated, be healthy. But yeah, you know, even in the summer, you really have to be careful. It's because it's hotter, to be honest. Maybe. My body has been absolutely sucked and drained of energy because of how hot it's been. Mm -hmm. It's been really hot. You cannot walk outside. Yeah, I literally need to go. I go home all the time because I'm like, bro, I can't do this no more. I get nauseous and dizzy. So I start, I think I start getting heat stroke recently. Heat stroke? Yeah. The heat was stroking. Stay hydrated, Denise. Go piss girl. (laughs) Go piss girl is one of me and Daisy's favorite memes. If you guys haven't seen it, it's gossip girl, but they took out some letters to where it says, go piss girl. And I'm always pissing. (laughs) She is. Wow. The amount of time she went to the bathroom when we were at the airport together was insane. Yeah. And Daisy stayed hydrated too because I just drank so much water. I was proud of her. I was influenced. She was. I did it. I influenced only Daisy. (laughs) Nobody else. But aside from being sick, the what's been going on in your life, I feel like it's been a while since you've talked to the people. Mm -hmm. It has been a while. Um... Well, I'm trying to be more active on social media in general, but it's actually a lot harder than I thought it would be. I think you would agree too. (laughs) But uh, otherwise, it's a summer break right now for my school as well. So at the moment, I'm trying to focus on some social media things. Will we be hearing Super Bass? No. (laughs) Enough with this. I'm sorry. I just have to add... When you showed me that video, I was going like, this you? <laughs> 12-year-old me. She she would be crying. She had so much energy. She was she was so enthusiastic. And look at us now. Look at us now. Honestly, if you did not memorize the entire three-something minutes of Super Bass when you were of that age, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, what were you doing? That was the whole that was the whole internet at the time. Yeah. That song and um Starships. <laughs> Y'all gotta know what's up. I recently went to a nurebang or a karaoke room here for the one of the first times that I've been. I, I don't really go. And someone played Beauty and, and a Beat by Justin Bieber. And I was astonished to realize that I still remember that whole rap. By heart, by heart. Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> for what? Where did the all the math stuff that I learned go? It's, it's the stuff that you care about that stays in your brain. That I gotta keep an eye out for Selena? Yeah. You do? <laughs> the stuff you care about. You care about Beauty and a Beat. Obviously. Booty in the beat. I do. I do. Justin. So good. Okay. So fr- that was a bit of a tangent. You said you were studying? Yes. I am currently a student. I'm a sophomore. That's my second year. Mm-hmm. Yes. I went to school a little bit late, more, a little bit later than others. But um, I always had like a thing for my education. And I felt like I was missing out when I decided to go on different career paths. So when I got this opportunity to devote my time into my studies, I took it. And currently I'm a student. And to be honest, university is not that great. (laughs) But 
you know, she's learning. She's learning. Got to get that degree, baby. Yes. Can you tell the people what you're studying? Yes. So I am in the fashion marketing, fashion design marketing. It's all those aspects kind of. So yeah, just fashion in general. Yeah, I wanted to go into something that I could use for my other career ideas that I have. So I just thought that would be a good start. I honestly don't know what I'm doing yet, but you know. That's what college is. That's what uni is. I think that your fashion taste is immaculate. Oh, thank you. Y'all should see her. Oh my gosh. If you don't know Daisy at Daisy's for you, her all her social medias, except for Twitter, because someone already took that. <laughs> but what's your Twitter one? Underscore? Just the underscore in the front. Underscore Daisy's for you. But if you go look at all her outfits when we were in Bali or just in general, bro, sorry cute. Thank you. She was a beach gal. I was a beach gal. We went and we touched some sand. It was so nice. Guys, make sure you go to the beach at least once in the summer. You must go to the beach each. You must. Get away. It's so important. Like, what are you going to... Your life is so short. It's too short to not go and go touch some grass. Oh, touch some sand? Touch some sand. Grass is fine too. You know, get some sun, get some sand, get some waves. So since you said it's your first time, you know, being, I guess, in a way, solo now, going out and performing, does it just kind of feel in a way almost like you're... I say this a lot on the show where I feel like I'm a rookie again because I'm on my own now too. And I feel that we have kind of that shared experience and that's how we got to know each other more. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, even like worse than a rookie, just, just completely like a novice. And I'm not sure of like anything I'm, what I'm doing. (laughs) Also, it's been way too long since I've actually performed, like not even in front of people, just like in general. Cause, uh, when, after all of that happened, um, I kind of took a break off of just singing, dancing, all that jazz in general, going back to that takes a lot of courage for me too and I'm still working on that but I'm trying to you know really build up the strength to be able to come back and you know just do the things I enjoyed yeah because it's it really is is something that I was in I enjoyed in the past and then I didn't do it at all for like three years and then now trying to start it's just I think it's just fear right now hopefully I can overcome that And yes, that's what I'm working on the most right now at the moment. Yeah, I think that's awesome because I think that you, I mean, if you guys didn't know, she has so many dance covers up on TikTok and Instagram and she knows how to do it. She knows how to use CapCut, bro. I don't know how to do that stuff. I don't know how to use that either. But you did so well. Like from the beginning, the fact that I didn't even know what CapCut was, bro. I didn't know there were editing apps outside of the actual apps. Mm. So that's why when I would screw up at that point, I'm like, you know what? The watermark's going to be in it. I'm uploading it. It's fine. I don't care anymore. What do you think has been the most, as I guess, an influencer uh, verbatim, like the both of us, what would you say has been the biggest struggle? The biggest struggle is for me, just like all the things that I'm doing in my life, just like considering my schedule and the things that I have to put out there. Um, Being alone and being like a one-person company, I say in quotes, uh, is probably the hardest thing because uh, in the past, we had like a whole team of people that would help you out with your schedule and just all the things you're doing. Literally everything from head to toe, like even the ends of your hair. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) So all these things have to be taken care of by ourselves. And it's just a lot of responsibility 
and a lot of time management. You have to be so ready yeah. <laughs> for everything. And when I was in a company, what I really realized after coming out was that the lack of responsibility really makes you kind of immature and just naive to everything. So now, now that we're doing things for ourselves, I feel like I've become a much more responsible person. Me too. I mean, I think the J in both of our MBTIs really come through for that point. If you guys didn't know, I'm an INFJ, Daisy's an INTJ. So we, when we were planning for Bali or all these other things, when we go out, we have a set time schedule when we're going to leave, where we're going to go. It's actually great because I sometimes try to plan things with friends that are P's. If you guys didn't know for MBTI or the Myers-Briggs personality test, it's not obviously 100% true, but that I think does ring very clear the difference between the last letters J and P. J is judgment, P is perception. J's are more prone to planning, but the P's are just more kind of like, oh, let's oh, hang flow. Very good with the flow. So if we say, if someone asks, let's hang out, the J will say when and where. The P will go, sure. <laughs> I have lost my absolute mind because I was planning something and there were so many P's in that group. Yeah. I wanted to die. Nothing was happening. I literally had to tell everyone, we're meeting here at this time at this place. Come or don't. <laughs> I got so frustrated. No, because even when Denise and I planned all that for our Bali trip, everything went wrong. So we that's can talk why about you it now. need to plan because things go wrong. We even can... when it is picture perfect, you need to plan. Please plan. <laughs> and have a plan B and a plan C, apparently. I have it like all the way to plan C at this point. And get your visa because dang. Before we continue the podcast, I'd like to give a huge shout out to our lovely sponsor, Isntree. Isntree is a Korean-based skincare brand, and they have all-natural products that work for all skin types. Of course, I had to test it out for myself because everyone's skin is different, and I have eczema, which means that I have pretty sensitive skin, but I was lucky enough to meet one-on-one -on -one with the brand to learn more about them, and I promise I'm not hyping them up just because I became friends with them. I actually love the brand, but a couple of my favorite products that I want to introduce you guys to are their hyaluronic acid aqua gel cream it's a really lightweight moisturizing gel that helps control the water oil balance in the skin and contains five different types of hyaluronic acid which are composed of small medium and large molecular sizes whoa science and I know you guys are sick of ads by now, but can I please just talk about one more favorite because it changed my skincare routine and also my self-care routine as well. I've been taking a little more time to myself in the mornings and at night just to pamper myself a little bit, prepare myself for the day ahead or prepare myself for the next day. And Isntree has been a really big part of that because they helped me to take that extra step to just take care of myself and my skin. So this product is the Mugwort Calming Clay Mask, and it's made of six different types of natural clay, which adhere to your pores and absorbs excess sebum and waste from your skin, all the dirty stuff that comes with our daily lives. It's a creamy and moisturizing clay mask, so it won't dry it out. And actually something I learned from the brand is that you take a cleansing oil in the beginning just to wash off your makeup or whatever it is. And then after that, you apply the mask onto your nose for about 10 minutes. And after that, you wash it off with the oil underneath it still, and then you just massage that out of your nose, and that'll help with a lot of blackhead issues, which is something that I have. The bigger issue I have than blackheads is that I love to pop blackheads, so I really need to stop doing that, and this has helped me. Do not make that face at me right now, I know, okay? But we should not be doing that to our skin, so this helps a lot with that. If you wanna see more about the brand, I use them in my Instagram reel, at Denise Kinsett, 
does. But if you want to check out Isn't Tree, go follow them on Instagram at Isn't Tree underscore global. And if you live in the US, you can get the products easily from Amazon. Or if you live in the Philippines, Malaysia, or Singapore, there's an official brand page on Shopee too. Again, it's sponsors like this that help keep the lights on and this show going. So please give them the same love that you have given me. Thank you so much, Isn't Tree. Should we talk? Let's talk about that. I don't think we ever got to fully talk about our Bali trip. What happened? What went wrong after everything went right? It starts when we were booking our flights. We booked our flights for the day before the wedding because we're like, oh, we can do a layover. It's cheaper. And let's just stay for however many hours in this country that we'll be fine in. But that layover was 30 hours, which is a very long time for a layover. It is. It's a very long time for anything at that point. And we... We spent more time together that from that Bali trip, I think, than we've ever spent together in a general sense. It was fun, though. I think it was the fact that I realized, I was like, oh, my gosh, she doesn't hate me after spending that much time Oh, my time God. Do not say that. <laughs> <laughs> but what went wrong was we, we went to Incheon Airport the night before because our flight was in the morning and we didn't want to pay for a taxi to get there because it's in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Not us being so cheap from the flight to the taxi. <laughs> yeah, so we both book it at the very last train and we get to the airport and we just chill and rest there. And then tell them what happened when we got to the ticket booth. Okay, so <laughs> we got to the ticket booth and we were trying to check in, but... We have different nationalities. So I'm Korean in nationality and Denise is American. She's a citizen of the USA. Yes. Yes. So our layover was scheduled to be in Vietnam. And in Vietnam, <laughs> if you are Korean, you do not need a visa to stay a, an amount of days. And if you are American, you need a visa because you do. And the thing is, I, I looked up, we looked on the website, checked everything. They said, if it is a layover, you don't have to have a visa. But in the teeny, teeny, tiny fine print and the very bottom of the terms and conditions, it says only for 24 hours. Yes, but our layover was 30 hours. So it went over that 24-hour time limit. So we needed to get a visa, but we didn't have one. <laughs> and it's impossible to get a visa in like that, like two, the two hours that we had. Oh, I did remember, but we'll get back to we'll that get, later. We'll get to that. But so we were like, oh my God, what do we do? And then we're just talking to these, this, the flight attendants at the airline that we were at. And we're like, oh my God, we didn't know. And we're just like, we were like at the frantic. Just, we were panicking, just panicking, almost tearing up. Sheer, we did not cry, actually. <laughs> I'm proud of us. Yes. We had, I trained her in the car. <laughs> She's not going to break. But then in the end, somehow that lady, thank you so much. I forgot your name, but she got, she just let me in. She said, just don't leave the airport. And I was like, I wasn't going to. I was just going to eat the pho. So we get to Vietnam, a uh, 30-hour layover of us just filming TikToks and running around to wherever there's the least amount of people. And then we get to Bali, have an absolutely splendid time. It's time of our lives. And then coming back to Seoul... We're checking in and the flight attendant told me when you're coming back, though, you won't need a visa because your layover is less than 24 hours because we were only doing a layover back to Vietnam for five hours. And I was like, OK, cool, cool, cool. We get to the airport in Bali. We're checking in. They suddenly tell me you're an American citizen. I'm going, I am aware. Yes, I did know this. And they went, you need a visa. And I said, no, I don't. And they said, yes, you do. I said, well, the jet company, I showed them the whole website. I showed them everything, all my paperwork. It all said I didn't need a visa. But they said, we're not going to let you in unless you have a visa. And then 
And mind you, this is 30 minutes before check-in closes. That's when we were informed that we need a visa 30 minutes before check-in closes or else we could not board the plane. And then she, yeah, so she informs me this. I'm trying to talk to her. I waste my time just trying to tell her I'm not going to leave the airport. I'm literally going to stay there. And also the plane line we took, the flights are always delayed. So it would have been, we ended up doing that labor for like three hours. Mm -hmm. Then it gets to the point where she goes, but the checkout counter closes in 10 minutes. So you need a visa in the next 10 minutes. I was going, oh, so uh, what do I have to do? So I dropped some big coin just trying to get a visa for Vietnam to stay there for three hours. But you know, we had, we were frantic again. Mm -hmm. The panic was panicking. (sighs) That was too much. If you're going to go on vacation, just don't go with the U.S. citizen. Always check the visa regulations or whatever, <laughs> the if, guidelines. And if you're scared, just get the visa a month before. It'll be cheaper. It'll be better for you. It'll be better for the person you're traveling with. I felt so bad for Daisy. I put her through hell and back. It was an experience. I've learned so much from that. We learned that let's not do layovers. Even though it's more expensive, take a direct flight to the country you're going. Direct flights, guys. Direct flights. We don't, we don't do that anymore. We're, getting, we're trying to get there. We're trying to get to the point where we can just take direct flights only and live our happy lives with floating breakfasts in Bali. Yes. But otherwise, that trip was phenomenal. But we just had so much fun and filmed so many TikToks. Yay. So we influenced, but that was great experience. And we learned so much about planning. And also you were working and you were doing all these things. Yes, I was working while I was there. If you are my employer, you did not hear this, but I work remotely. So it is possible to work literally anywhere. That's fun. It, it was It was tough. Yeah, I know. Opening my laptop in the airport, I'm just like, ah, I need to translate this. <laughs> and the Wi-Fi in the airport is so shady oh and God. slow. It was. it was. All of my personal information is there. Yeah, me too. I would love for them to find my, they'd be like, girl, they'll open my notes like, oh. <laughs> all of my, my random lyrics and my notes. She's a poet. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's been really excited. And a lot of people just wanted to see us interact more, I think. So I'm really grateful that you were w- willing to be here on this podcast, on my Amateur Hour podcast. I'm really happy to have you be one of my first guests. Congratulations Not on-, on your podcast, by the way. Thank you so much. That's so big. Ah, maybe you'll get one soon, too. You need to talk. <laughs> oh, also, I know that a lot of people, like, they still wonder, how did you guys even become friends in the first place? Yeah, so... We met randomly. It was really random. So I got invited by one of my first friends here in Korea. And he, they just invited me to this trip out of Seoul with their, with, with their friends. And they said, oh, they're all English speakers. It'll be fun. You should come. And I went, okay. And I was said English speaker number three. <laughs> yes, she was. And then I just got into a big car with all these people I've never met before, except for one of them. And what? happened was we just basically had a fun little trip. It was a two-day, one-night little trip over out in a place called Kapyong in Korea, which is just a nice, quiet place where everyone goes to run away from Seoul. And Daisy and I actually got to know each other in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. It was like almost morning. I was feeling unwell. So we decided to take a walk outside in the morning. It was I think it was like four or five in the morning, probably. So we were just taking a very long walk around the place we were staying at. Just in grass. Mm -hmm, Just grass. We were walking around the grass and we were just, I decided to tell her my life story (laughs) and how I ended up here. (laughs) But it was really nice because I felt that, you know, 
we were in the car and everyone's asking, oh, what do you guys do? What are you doing? And this was a point where right before I was about to debut. And then I met Daisy and then she told me her story afterwards whenever we were walking. And I told her about struggles that I was having. And there were a lot of overlapping incidents and situations. And then we got to know each other and get closer through there. And then we went home and everyone passed out and went to sleep. And then we hit each other up a few days after and then we would end up hanging out more. And then she became one of my very close friends here in Korea and one of my very big support systems and rocks. So ever since then, especially when I was going through my transition out of being in a group to being a solo, she was really there for me. I would text her at random times. Even nowadays, I just call her randomly and she's just always there for me. And she's just always wearing her little carrot pajamas. <laughs> my carrot nightgown. She loves it. It's so comfy, guys. From our walk till now, obviously, it's been about three years, no? We met in 2020. Oh, you're right. So it's been almost three years. But that Till now, I think seeing the growth and the change in the both of us, I think has been absolutely insane. The character development. Mm -hmm. But what experiences did you think that when I came to you or what thoughts do you think that I had that kind of really overlapped with yours that made you want to be there for me and help me, I guess? Because I was just a little 20-year-old girl going, I don't know what to do. (laughs) For me, it was the fact that you were, I think you you were 20 when I first met you. And when I was 20 was the year that I we're not that much far apart from age but just in those two like one two years my thoughts changed a lot so I was like oh she probably thinks a lot like the way I did with like one or two years ago and that was one of the things and I was also really lost and I couldn't really ask anybody for help I thought that if I could be some sort of help to you then like it would be kind of reparations for myself even my past self (laughs) just helping someone out in that similar similar situation and I've told you this that if maybe if I was a little bit more famous or known I hope that my situation would have been more helpful to other people going through the same thing so they can see what I went through and they could kind of follow those steps but you know I don't know if I made that much of a that much of a spark in that yeah, that's, that's what I really hoped for, though. For me, being able to kind of win this case to be, a, you know, a stepping stone in the right direction for other people that may be in these poor conditions. Yeah, I think for you, what was really inspirational was seeing that you were willing to fight for yourself, which is very hard to find in this kind of realm that we work in because it is very hierarchy based in terms of you work for someone who works for someone who works for someone when in reality my perspective was well I'm American I think that everyone works together or if anything anyone they work for the artist because without the artist there would be no team but it was very different and obviously hearing from you I think gave me a lot of retrospect and introspective about it because you showed me that I didn't have to think that everything was my fault and there were a lot of things out of my control and there was a way for me to continue to go on and make more of a career after. There is life after the the breakup, I guess. <laughs> and it was obviously a very big moment for me, but the fact that you were able to guide me through that and you said that if you could just help at least a little bit. And I think you were in a position to, it wasn't a small thing. And I think the fact that you were able to take control of that situation, and even though it took so long because of COVID and everything, you were able to stay strong with it and keep pressing and then win because you deserve to. 
really made an impact for me to realize that I want to do the same thing for other people as well. There are so many people out there who are in, as we said, poor conditions that don't know where to turn to or go. And I feel that you were my sanbe in a different way. Sanbe basically means my elder? Senior? Senior. Senior in terms of their more experience and they know more than you. But I felt that you were my sanbe in not only, you know, the the K-pop industry, but also in terms of the experiences we had. And we always joke about that. We always have, we weirdly have like a trauma bond where we always joke about stuff together and it's really funny. But in reality, it's just us really coping and getting together through it because that kind of pain isn't really something that goes over easy. But I think it's amazing. And I think it's so amazing how graceful you were with it and how well you came out and how you even now maybe you still struggle but you are such a bright person to be around and such a great caring force that I think genuinely and I really admire you and look up to you in that way but also just see you as like a really good friend oh thank you yeah thank you we weren't trying to get emotional but I got a little sappy (laughs) I also kind of wanted to touch on the part where you mentioned how it's hard for people in this industry to kind of stand up for themselves and fight back because this is also uh, has to do with this job. This job has to do with a dream that these people have from a very young age. And that is the number one thing that these bigger uh, companies trying to try to manipulate because they're a dream. And it's something that like, oh, I will do anything for this. I will do anything for this. I will give up this, this and this for me to be able to be a star and make my dream come true. And I think that's what makes it so easy for them to be manipulated yeah, and treated badly because they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. And even if they do know better, though, it's that I know a lot of people who just accept it and just go with it because this is their dream. Exactly. I think that's so sad because I all these things that people go through, it's pain, it's valid, it's hurt. And no one should have to go through that. No one deserves that. But it's taken as such a normal thing now where they're going, mm-hmm. oh, this is normal. If you mm-hmm. can't handle this, then get out. Yeah, yeah. If you if you can't handle this, you're, you're weak. Yeah, you're weak. You're weird. Everyone goes through this. People go through worse. And I didn't even train for that long. I trained for a total of maybe three years total in two different companies. But it's the fact that that became the norm that I think that's something that needs to change personally in not only the K-pop industry, but in all industries where no one deserves to be treated badly. So you can be critical, you can be constructive with it, but just treating someone badly just because you feel bad, just because because there are so many people, everyone obviously has days or moods and things like that, but just explain that instead of just taking it out on them and expecting or on the other hand, being expected to just take that from someone because this is what your job is and you're supposed to do. If that that was not in the contract, girl, if that was it, I wouldn't have signed. So yeah. And like this may sound very corny or whatever, but everyone's human. And that is actually much more important than people think it is. Like you have to realize that everyone you're working with, like each and every person you work with is also a human being with the same exact feelings as you feel. So, you know, I think people need to realize that much more. Most definitely. I think that one thing that obviously I gained a lot from the experience, but one thing that I took away that I definitely needed to learn and am relearning right now with every mental health goal I put in every episode as well is that 
having a schedule for myself and setting that for myself and knowing my limits because I genuinely thought that I had no limits because you understand the schedule. You're up at 3 a.m. going to shop, going to get your hair and makeup done, waiting for literally eight hours of the day and just to do a song that probably was cut because somebody else is on for longer. So you're performing for like, say, three minutes max. And then you do that three times because of the rehearsals and then the main. And then after that, in between, you're doing interviews, you're doing shows, you're doing skits, you're doing more content. And then you go home, not even home, you go to the, the studio and then you have to practice for your next day or something else you're preparing for for the next day. And then you don't get sleep and you don't really get to eat properly. You're always eating kimbap in a car. And you don't get the proper things that you need as a human being to sleep, eat, rest, and even shower properly because they wash your hair for you at the shop. You don't even have time. And I think that that's something that I forgot about myself is that that's what I needed because I was willing to push my limits so far because I wasn't taught to have limits and take care of myself. And that's a skill. That's a talent that I have yet to acquire, but I'm working on it. But that is something. It's not even self-care and pampering. It's just the basic needs that need to be met that weren't being met. So that's also where that deprivation comes from, where it's like mentally and physically just drained. So the way you're mentally and physically drained, then you don't have the ability to actually think properly and be more like critical. So that kind of hazes your thoughts. And I think that makes it, again, easier for you to be manipulated. Yeah. And that's a four week haze that you're doing um, music shows. So obviously, if you're not really there, it's the worst because then your performances don't come out the best. I think I did 12 weeks, though. You did say you did that with that ponytail girl and those extensions. Oh, she was somewhere else. Balding. (laughs) (laughs) But... I think that that's something that I'm learning, relearning right now. Is there anything that you think that you had to relearn after your experience as well? Aside from overcoming the fears that you were talking about earlier? For me, I think the biggest takeaway I had was building relationships with people. This is also something I struggle with way too much still. But I have a really uh, hard time meeting people now because, I don't know, I just don't, I don't have that trust that... towards people that I don't really know that well and even towards people I do know it's just it's so hard to trust people and I know that's something I have to work on like myself because it's not really anyone's fault but it's just really hard I'm I'm sure you agree too oh for sure and we didn't come out of a normal situation it's weird because in a weird way you're raised in that industry to think everyone's out to get you everyone's competition everyone's always ready to throw you under the bus at any given second and they will and they do so I completely understand where you're coming from from there it's because me I want to have a warm loving heart to people and not judge them or do that based on other people's actions towards me because you know they're different people Mm -hmm. but it is difficult when you go through something like that because that's in your brain that's I guess for lack of words, it's trauma. It's traumatizing. So that comes out as a defense to protect you. So I understand that though, but I'm glad that you're getting better with it though and you're working on it and you're self-aware because I do, whenever we go out and we hang out with other people, you're always open. You're okay with meeting people and you're, you're really social and really sweet and nice. And it's not like you're being fake or anything either. But if you're more reserved, you're just a little more reserved until you warm up to them, which I think is admirable. Why show people the whole cake when you can just give them a little slice? <laughs> just a little taste. Mm-hmm, a little tasty taste. 
So where can we be informed? Give us your handles, babe. I am on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Also have a YouTube channel. I don't know if it's active, but uh, it's at Daisies for you. You is why you is my last name. And for Twitter, there's an underscore in front of Daisies for you because somebody stole my handle. Please give it back. <laughs> We're going to make a case about that. Yes, but follow me for uh, little K-pop covers, little dancey dances, memes, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, be sure to go check out Daisy on her socials. She also had a Bali vlog on her YouTube channel, which is also Daisy's for you. Yes. And I am in that vlog and I did not even know she was taking that vlog, which is phenomenal. She did such a good job. Go watch it. For the sheer fact that she edited that and did such a good job, it could not be me. I'm struggling right now. But yeah, go check her out. Thank you so much for being on today, Daisy. Thank you for having me, Denise. I love you. I love you too. Miss Flowers, Miss Daisy Yu. I was so happy that she agreed to be on the podcast as she is one of my nearest and dearest friends. Actually, one of the first girlfriends I ever made in Korea. And I'm really grateful to have her and to just be able to continuously have that relationship with her. She is honestly one of the people that I lean on the most for support. And she always gets me out of the house and invites me and I do the same for her. We're always down to wish have an experience and plan. We love planning. But it's really great to have someone like that in my life. And I hope you guys have someone like Daisy in your life too. Probably not as great because Daisy is kind of phenomenal. Just kidding. She is phenomenal. I'm not saying that she's not phenomenal. I'm saying that you guys probably have someone in your life as well. And if you don't, then just hang on because you'll find the right people for you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the super light collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. So today for the song breakdown, since I talked about how rainy it was and how I, honestly, when it's raining, do crave a good cup of chai. But with that being said, I'm going to be choosing the song Gimme That by Chai featuring Say. Chai is actually a very good friend of mine. She hails from Chicago and she and I were on the same season of K-pop star where she won. And she's just absolutely one of the sweetest people I've ever met. And she really takes care of me. 
And I'm very grateful for that because sometimes I don't really know how to take care of myself. She's just a wonderful friend of mine and I love her and miss her very dearly. I haven't been able to see her recently because she's been so busy. Hi, Crystal. If you're listening to this, I miss you. For the song, I chose the first verse lyrics. Getting wet just like we're up in the shower because it's been so rainy these days. I'm pretty sure the context for the song is different, but every time I go outside, I am literally in the shower. Do you know that feeling when you just come out of the rain, literally the pouring rain, and you have an umbrella, but everything you have is literally wet, backpack, everything, whatever it is, and you just get home and you're dripping and then you have to shower because you don't know what the rain has been touching, I don't know, and you're just going, you know, I just took a shower at this point. So the first part of the song goes, Wondering if I could be sweet or sour, which is chai is, you know, it's sweet, sour, spicy, all of the notes that I love. And then getting wet just like we're up in the shower, correlating to the rain that literally will not stop right now here in Korea. Dear God, it's me. Can we calm down for a second, please? I want to wear my nice little summer dress that I bought. Thank you. <laughs> so that's my breakdown for that song. In that I'm basically just saying, give me that for the song literally give me that just give me that dry literally just please stop with the rain <laughs> please and thank you so these days you know in the digital day and age we always end up seeing a lot of things on the internet i don't really frequent social media a lot to be honest but i try to stay out of that traffic because it tends just to make my head hurt a little bit if you tell me things about what's going on in the world i will literally not know because i live under a rock just know I'm not aware of a lot of things going on in the world. I have enough going on in my life, so I tend to not really know what's happening out there. But actually, I recently saw that Jeanette McCurdy, if you guys know her, she's known for playing Sam Puckett on the show iCarly and also Sam in the show spinoff of iCarly, Sam and Cat with Ariana Grande. But she recently wrote a memoir called I'm Glad My Mom Died. And I saw that through her post with the New York Times. And she was talking about her experiences in terms of growing up in the limelight and having to learn and adjust and work at such a young age, but also had to balance being a student and a child also have to be an adult in terms of work and be professional so reading her article or post on the New York Times when it came out was really interesting to me because it was something that was similar to my situation and I felt that it really resonated with it and from there she decided to make a memoir called I'm glad my mom died and I think that is a very first of all interesting title because it really pulls you in I think for lack of better words it's really interesting to see her be very candid because obviously when we're growing up, if you're similar age as me, I'm 21 for reference, you grew up seeing these shows and you grew up seeing these actresses and actors and these people on these kids shows. And you don't really realize you're just about the same age as them or they're just a little bit older than you playing a younger age. But their life is exponentially so different and you don't see that because at the time, obviously, we don't think about that. We just see the character they portray, but growing up and being 21 now and seeing other child actresses, child stars that have grown up too, and reading their memoirs and seeing what they went through during that time, it's just really eye-opening for me because I feel that even though my experience is obviously very different, there's a lot of people who resonate, whether it's in Korea or America or wherever across the world. We as humans all have some sort of shared experience and hearing that kind of validates the way you feel. Because obviously in my shoes, I felt that there's a long time where no one could understand me because I didn't really go to school and I didn't really get to go out and have a social life growing up because I was always working from such a young age. 
I basically started my career at the age of nine. And from there, I think reading these different child actresses and stars that I looked up to when I was young, knowing that they've had the same experience and struggles that I do or did make me feel a little more normal, if that makes sense. So here on Amateur Hour, we have a corner called Honesty Hour, where we have a mental health goal every episode. And last episode, I made the goal to form a sleep schedule because I am very bad at sleeping. If you didn't know, I have insomnia, like a lot of people do. And honestly, I just don't really know how to relax as a person. I'm just always on my toes. So I started to try and sleep before 2 a.m. and then just wake up when I wake up. Whenever I wake up, I try to wake up early for a while. And actually, it kind of worked honestly whoever said that a good night's sleep is all you need they were they were kind of on to something I'm not gonna lie because whenever I would sleep back then I would honestly kind of just keep working and then just end up going home at around 5 a.m and at that point it's a different kind of reality check whenever you're going home and there's people that are going to work and you're both on the same transportation because I'm usually at the studio and then when I go out to leave and I see the sun rising and there's just a vast difference between the two people who are going home and going to work and it's me I'm the one going home (laughs) so it's very different so because of that I wanted to change that because I feel so dirty when that happens I don't know I want to get up and see the sun rise instead of staying up and seeing it so Whenever I do that, I end up just feeling so gross and tired. So I finally developed a sleep schedule. It only took 21 years. Hooray! But I've been actually waking up at around 8 a.m. these days. I have my alarm set to 9.45, but I've been beating it. And I wake up at around 8, and I see that little notification when I go to check my emails that says, it seems like you're awake. Should we turn off your alarm? And I'm going, yes, turn it off. I'm not going back to sleep. I think one thing that really helped me with that, though, was the fact that once I wake up, I get out of bed right away and then make my bed so I can't get back in. And then I stretch, you know, I sound <laughs> I sound like I'm one of those people. It's like, oh, wake up and stretch and do all that stuff. But honestly, those people have it together and I can see why, because it actually matters. And I have this thing where my body just hurts all the time because I'm always dancing or walking or moving. And I also have scoliosis. I feel that I am an 80-year-old woman in terms of body age, so stretching is very important. And I really do enjoy that time that I have, and I take that time to just prepare for my day and pray and just be conscious about being with myself, one with myself. It just gives me a lot of time in the morning to be with myself and know that, okay, I have this time. I'm not just running out the door. I have a little bit of time to myself before I have to go and get ready and do stuff. So it's actually a really nice calming time for me. And I feel that that really sets the mood for my day. That sounds so cliche. That sounds like every YouTube video that says 10 ways to improve your life. But I wish I was joking, but it actually did help me a lot. So for me, that was my mental health goal from the last episode. And I'm actually very surprised that I was able to achieve that in such a short amount of time. So for this episode, for my mental health goal, I actually wanted to try and start eating better. I feel that mental health has a lot to do with physical health for me personally. And there are three things that you always have to take care of. And that really affects your mental health in a way, which is hygiene and sleep and eating. And it might have just been in the last episode, I may have mentioned it, but I still think that that is some of the top things to prioritize when you're struggling. 
Exercise is also a factor as well, but we will get to that soon. I am not ready to start pumping cardio or weights right now, so we will be taking it slow. If you guys want to take it fast, uh, you can, but if you want to take it slow with me, you totally can as well. So yeah, be sure to tell me what your mental health goals are. I want you guys to join me on this journey. But for me, I want to start eating better. So I ordered myself a salad and it came with that sweet garlic bread, but... These days, I've actually really been craving vegetables. I've been trying to eat more protein. Hopefully not well-done steak because, you know, my jaw hurts after I eat that. But in general wellness of terms, I like bread, I love carbs, and I love dairy. So if you give me, say, an apple crumble with ice cream on top, I will mess that up so quick. That will be gone. But (laughs) I want to take care of my eating habits, though, in terms of making sure that I eat at regular hours and when I wake up to have something because I tend to have a habit of not really knowing when I'm hungry. So trying to at least make that effort as well just to make sure that I'm eating a little in the morning. I'm going to eat those little healthy things because a couple of days ago, I bought two cups of mini ramen and a pack of those soft boiled eggs that they sell in convenience stores in Korea. And basically, I just, yeah, I had that. And then I called it a night for the food. <laughs> but students out there, I know you know that you do not feel good after that. You know, the next day that that food, that ramen did not do anything for your body except for give you more sodium and preservatives. So I want to try and make a little more effort for my body health as well. People always tell me that I'm not the greatest at taking care of myself either. But, you know, that's why we're here, to grow together. Don't forget to leave a five-star review if you enjoyed this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe if you want to hear more. We will be having new podcasts bi-weekly every other week with and without guests, but always with yours truly, me, Denise Kim. Thank you guys so much for listening. My social medias are all at Denise Kim Says. So don't forget to follow me and hit me up there and tell me everything that you want me to talk about on this podcast. If there's a song that you want me to break down, if there's a topic you want me to talk about, or if there's somebody you would like me to talk with. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Hope you guys have a great week. Can't wait to see you guys soon. Much love. Stay blessed. Bye. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed listening. I'm afraid it's time to go. But I'll see you in the next episode. If I could, I'd give you flowers. But for now. This has been Amateur Hour with Denise Kim. Amateur Hour with Denise Kim is a production of DK Entertainment, LLC. Produced by Diane Kang, Melissa D. Monts, and Diamond Print Productions. Post-production sound by Chris Henry, an advertisement partnership with Acast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.